2: Breakfast with Cain Corns and
1: Andrew Hayes. I'm better than ever. Some great texts coming through and keep them coming through. 0427154166 at any stage this morning can give us a call. Of course, 1300 736 736. Coons, for the last couple of weeks, we've been running these Brumbies Mental Health Chats. Thanks to Brumbies, uh, this Movember, head to Brumbies, break bread with the mates and have a conversation. Brumbies Bakery proudly supporting Movember. Movember is a great cause and more importantly from that, Uh, Chatting about mental health and being open in this space incredibly important for men.
2: It certainly is, Hazy. Sorry, I just have to turn my mic on if I want to. Talk to you. Yes, That's please. Generally how radio works. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on. It's a very important space, and we need to be a bit more vulnerable uh, and led by you. I'm, I'm enjoying what you're, what you're doing in this space at the moment.
1: Well, we thought this would be a good opportunity to get uh, one of the uh, great men of South Australia on to have a bit of a chat. So, someone who has a good, solid football profile, doing some very good things in the media. And on top of that, behind the scenes dealt with a lot of injuries and no doubts had to push through some tough times, tough times rather. And that is Daniel Menzel. Uh, Menzel, good morning to you, mate. Is he good to
0: join you this morning?
1: Mate, it's very good to have you. Um, to get straight into this, and we're talking about mental health and the importance of it all. Um, what, 25 knee reconstructions did you have?
2: Yeah,
0: far too many. As I I put it, it doesn't matter whether you've had one, two, three or four in my case. One's more than enough. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, it's
1: something that I've I've dealt with throughout my career. So, in your AFL career as well, and when you have so much talent, and we saw the talent particularly early, and you keep on going through uh, having knee reconstructions, take us through the mental health aspect that if you did encounter... How you dealt with that and what it was like?
0: Yeah, it's it's one that was really challenging. I think um, physically, I had ten surgeries in that time, and it's it's a challenge with the surgeries and the physical side of it. But mentally, it's much harder, and it's a continual, um, I guess, setbacks and challenges that you endure, and you have to continually bouncing back from. And um, the mental health aspect of it is huge. And it's something that nowadays it's great to see that there is so much investment and time put into it, but um, it's certainly to take a long time to get there and i found with my injuries, um, even personally myself, it took me a long time to learn throughout my rehabs how to deal with things and how to, uh, I guess, rely on other people and allow people to help you and, and utilise those networks around you.
2: Rehab can be a pretty lonely place. Um particularly after you've had a a long layoff, like an ACL, you're you're spending 9 to 12 months on the sidelines, you know you're going to have to do a lot of work by yourself. Uh, When did it become overwhelming for you, um, Dan, and what did you do from there to try and seek some help?
0: Yeah, it's a good question, Ken. It's one that's uh, probably continual setbacks is what um, really got me, I guess, you have a finish line, you have a goal you're moving towards, and then that sort of, in one instance, is taken away from you. So it, um, it took me, unfortunately, almost until my fourth rehab to work out that, okay, um, you're not going to be able to do this on your own. You need to, need to utilize the people around, Joe. You. you need to communicate a bit better as well and just allow people to be able to help because unfortunately, if they don't know exactly what you're going through, there's not a lot they can do. and it's something that made my life and, um, and and rehab a lot easier when I did that.
2: So the first step, um, once you realise that, that there was a real issue there, the, the first step to to be uh, to ask for help for some men can often be the toughest. Can you talk us through how you actually did that, and I suppose uh, some advice on some people for some people that that will be struggling to to try and take that first step and, and the initial step to ask for a bit of help.
0: Yeah, so in my case, I had a couple of um, different people that I reached out to and one of them was Wayne Schwoss and he's um, pretty well documented in terms of how he's had depression basically his whole life and he played his whole career over 200 games at AFL level without telling anyone about it. And he just said to me, he said, mate, it's my biggest regret. Um, If you don't open up to those people around you, um, then they will struggle to actually break those walls down and be able to help you. Um, but what it'll also do is release the pressure on yourself. Um, obviously, being a, a male, as you said, and an elite footballer at an elite level, you, you feel like you're a pretty strong individual. You feel like you don't necessarily need to show that vulnerability. But um, at the end of the day, it's more vulnerable to actually open up and say, hey, yeah, I think I'm on top of things, but I, I probably am struggling somewhere. Um, and at the very worst, um, people might not be able to help, but I guarantee it will lift some pressure off your shoulders. But at the best, um, it will actually enable people around you to then truly understand why you're struggling and what you're going through. And then they'll be able to actually work out how to help.
1: Is it an open space now, Can When you first started playing professional football, it was a long time ago now versus... Where you're at right now, playing for the Eagles, you're a premiership player, you're a Ken Farmer medalist. Do you think that all of your teammates now feel comfortable to come out and speak to someone if they're feeling like this?
0: Uh, no, I think it's still work needs to be done. I think um, that that's on clubs to have extremely good cultures where people do feel comfortable, and I think the Eagles have done it really well. But it's also on individuals and... Um, And it takes that self-awareness and some self-reflection sometimes that um, soldiering on isn't always the best way to go about it. Um, And and a bit of reviewing where you're at and how you're going is really important. So things like Movember, um, awareness around it, is just a reminder um, to different people that, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe it's time to make a change or maybe it's time to allow a few people in to be able to help um, because at the same time what I've found big time is people do want to help who are around you um, if they genuinely care about you they, they will help you but at the, t- at the same time in most instances they actually
1: don't know when you are struggling or how you're struggling it's a, it is a it's a hard space to read and it's also I mean for me personally it's I think everyone's most people have had some tough times and the other thing is a lot of people don't want to burden other people with um, that sort of—I wouldn't call it conflict—with that sort of stress to try and place it on someone else. So, as men, we're, we're learning to be more and more transparent, and it's—it's it's a long, long process. For you as well, personally, if we can jump onto some footy stuff as well, Mens, um, how's the body? Because the last two years have been absolutely sensational.
0: Yeah, it's been—it's um, been an incredible couple of seasons. Um, so obviously, winning premiership was was the the biggest thing, and my goal for a long time, so to tick that off um, did feel like a bit of uh, a release on the shoulders in terms of pressure-wise, and then I played every game last year, which was um, one of my absolute goals, or I guess has been for a long time, so it's nice to achieve that as well, so body is good, um, unfortunately you guys probably don't miss it, but we started pre-season, or I started pre-season last night, so um, oh too early I think, but uh, it's good to be back with the boys.
2: So, you would have no doubt watched the improvement or the rapid improvement of Tyson Stengel, your old teammate and a flag teammate in 2021. It's a, an unbelievable story. He's had his fair share of, of hardships as well, but to see him come through the other side and, and dominate an AFL season and eventually win a premiership must have been a huge thrill.
0: Oh, it was. It's, um, to come to the Eagles after obviously what he went through and um, a lot of obviously issues that. Um, he somewhat brought on himself but I think that's where it shows culture and people around you are so important and the Eagles did an incredible amount of work to put um, him into really good positions with good networks around him and then Geelong obviously does extremely well as well and the culture there and obviously having Eddie there as a mentor um, has just showed that if you put that stability around some people um, they then can repay you and And Tyson definitely done that. And so I I think there's no surprise uh, for me personally that he had such a good year because obviously he was right next to him the season before. But um, it just shows that everyone's different and some people need a strong, stable environment and he's definitely one of them.
1: Hey, mate, Brother Troy, who is an absolute gun, as we know, recovering from an knee reconstruction. How's he going?
0: Yeah, he's going pretty well. It's um, it's his second knee reconstruction. um, And so... He's done the rehab before, which um, is is a good thing, but at the same time, I guess it's it's maybe not because it's such a long rehab. But in saying that, um, he's tracking along pretty well. He's he's back at training now, um, looking to move into um, running shortly. But, um, yeah, it's one of those ones that will get him back mid-season. It'll be massive for us. Um, I certainly felt the impact when he went down this year.
2: Do you ever... um team up and, and FaceTime mum and dad and, and just scream at them for the ligaments that they have produced <laughs> for the two of you? Um, it's not something that we've done yet, can um, It's not something I've you're... ever thought of. But, um... it feels
1: like after a couple of drinks at Christmas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely does. I actually don't think we've had the conversation with mum or dad, to be honest. So maybe that will
1: come up next time we've had a few drinks at Christmas. <laughs> Thanks for the cruciates. Uh, Before (laughs) before we let you go, men, we've got a new new employee on the stable of SENSA by the name of Rory Lehman, of course, is uh, one of your Eagles teammates. Anything we should know about uh, this young man before he starts his employment? Uh,
0: Yes. Um, Rory will instantly make the place a better place. He's extremely exuberant, um, which will be great for everyone there. However, um, for the producers, they might have a tough time because... As soon as someone's not available for a show, you'll have <laughs> a bloke running in the studio going, I'm the best man for the job. So um, he's certainly not going to lack confidence is what I'll say, but that's what we love about Rory.
1: Yeah, uh, keen and enthusiastic. That's what you want. Uh, mate, loving your work as well on Sports Day. And no doubt if you came for it, we're going to hear you more and more across the airwaves on SENSA. Um, I appreciate your time this morning. It's a really important chat that we did have. And good luck in pre-season.
0: Mm-hmm. No, thanks, Hazy. Thanks, Keane. Appreciate it, guys.
1: Here we go, Dan will joining us this morning. Don't forget Brumby's Bakery, proudly supporting Movember and Men's Health. Um, and look, Men's is someone who absolutely communicates so well. So for someone to be able to openly speak about how important mental health is and the ability for men to be able to speak openly about this space. Because when I started, it even, I mean, I didn't actually even know what it was. So now looking back, years and years ago, you thought, wow, that's that's actually something that I needed to deal with. But I didn't even know what it was. And I remember speaking to my old man about this. And he was saying when he was in his, it would have been early 20s. They didn't know what all that sort of stuff was. And he remembers mm. that he went through some pretty awful stuff. He knew something was going on because he, he, he couldn't stop crying. Like That's how bad yeah. it got there. But there was no such thing as, you know, depression or mental health and everything like that. So... For now what we know versus back then it's come along leaps and bounds now the next step is being comfortable enough to absolutely be open and honest about it
2: yep spot on and those conversations with Dan certainly helped to, to change that he's a, a great example of a a person who's been through some significant adversary come out the other side and is now a premiership player, Ken Farmer, medalist this year. So it just goes to show you have have those conversations and it can do wonders for your mental health and then you obviously take that burden off your shoulders. And he said just even talking to one person guarantees that you at least have taken the first step and you feel better about it immediately.
1: Yeah, reach out because sometimes the uh, signs are there, you just can't read them. Um, and look, there's never any harm in sort of reaching out and saying if your mates are okay, because absolutely that is the best thing to do. Uh, we're going to speak to Michelangelo Rucci next to keep it locked to 1629 SCNSA. Doing it thanks to Kemp's thank Warehouse, the real house of fragrances this Christmas. And Type Out there, Buying Power, puts the power in your lane. It's 18 minutes past seven. Good morning.